Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Howdy, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the O Show Podcast, episode 483. We are presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high-intensity fitness experience developed by the champ Floyd Money Mayweather himself, formulated with the perfect combination of boxing, strength, and cardio conditioning intervals designed to make you look good, feel good, and leave you with more than just a great sweat. Head on down to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale. We're also sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Sign up for your 50% bonus now by using the promo code capital B-L-E-A-V-50. It is finally AFC and NFC Championship Week in the NFL. So go make your picks, Mr. Cable, Mr. Henderson. We're wearing our cowboy hats. Yeah, we're How's giving it, it a shot. I'm trying we to all get watch my Yellowstone. Yellowstone so it makes on. Sense. Welcome, welcome. I don't know how we look, Power. but we're going to try it out. Am I rip enough? <laughs> I'll just say every, that was every a good time one. I talk. That was a good pun. Howdy. He's wearing it the best. He it's like is. not even close. Howdy. He's got the shades. He's got the, the braided beard. Howdy. How long did that take, by the way? You know, right now it's been going on a little over probably six years. So you haven't shaved it in six years? No, nah, man. I just <laughs> let it do its thing. And I feel like an a animal most of the time. So I'm like, you know what? I'll go with this. I'll go with it. You're running for city council. That's absolutely right. Fifth district. Yeah. Do they like that? Yeah, hey, it worked. Like, how am I supposed to compete with this? Oh, exactly, man. I got the posters, got the hair, the beard all up. It's great. So, how does that? When? Why were you inspired to do that? Get into politics a little bit? You know, my whole entire life, I was kind of raised to be more involved with uh, community outreach, all types of programs. I worked for the Department of Veteran Affairs, so it was it was kind of like in my genes to keep helping people at different levels. Uh, after I worked at the Department of Veteran Affairs, kind of wanted to go back into the fitness scene after, you know, college football, helping other people, and that ended up being great. So now I'm training a lot of professional MOB players, NFL players at the same time, as well as uh, helping with community outreach. So we do a lot of that for underprivileged children and, you know, other families that can't necessarily take on the burden of all the funds of a sports performance gym. We try to make sure that we're always active with the community. And so the next thing I thought was the best thing I could do to help out is actually run for city council and get more involved that way. So I'm always there, man. I'm, I'm ready to help out everyone as much as I can. It's like in my DNA. You're doing it for the right reasons, too. Absolutely. I mean, you've trained MLB, NFL guys. I know Yasmani Grandel, yeah. catcher for the Chicago White Sox, I saw. My boy. My boy. How do you uh, get in touch with those kind of guys? You know, usually they're referred to me. Uh, for a lot of explosive work, our uh, type of discipline and philosophy is different than other CrossFit gyms or sports performance. So when athletes are looking for specific explosive work, I get contacted. So it's, it's, it's really cool to know that what you've been doing yourself kind of applies to other athletes and can help everyone else out. I do want to give a shout out to Golden Titan too. Ooh, look at these. Look shirts. at this swag. Look at that gold. Oh my god. And then you got Sheesh. the white. So when did this all come about? Uh, it's on my microphone. When did uh cuz you guys you have the apparel line too that you guys just came out with and you're both coming out with one together. Uh well, we've been uh sponsored by uh, a few uh right. kind of uh apparel lines. Uh they've been super supportive in everything that we've been doing. 
Um, Golden Tynan's always going to be there. You, we're always going to have the greatest gold, Golden S swag ever in life. Uh, but yeah, we have uh, our sponsors, uh, First Form, as well right. as NFQ, and they've been uh, super supportive in everything that we've been doing. Like real genuine, great people. We love them, man. Oh yeah. Yo, bro. By the way, I can't wait till you shave your beard. That's gonna be great. Uh. See, no. he's got a great beard, too. If I grew it out like a month, uh, I shaved know. last week. I, I, it's like kind of like yours a little bit, yeah. but it's red. Yeah. I, that's hey, that's all right. That's, that's pretty that's sexy, man. <laughs> we got to take a picture with Hank later after this yeah. episode, too. That's right. You got to be patient on those beards, man. You got like a, a ugly phase, and then after the ugly phase. That's the thing. You like ever go cool through a phase, phase. where you're like you want to shave it, but you're like, I'm too invested. Six years. So now I'm like on and off. I'm like uh, in the process of. Um, becoming an EMT firefighter as well. It's coming it's, off. It's, it's been coming like, off, dude, It's been, like, rough every single time that I'm, like, debating and going through the process. I'm like, it's it's been about almost seven years since I've seen my face. <laughs> I'd be showing, You're going to be unrecognizable. I know. I show everyone. I'm like, this guy or this guy? What do you guys think? And, you know, it's uh, it's been an a internal battle. You didn't have that when you played football, did you? No, I didn't. I had like the when opposite going on. It was on the on the on top of my head, you know. But then genetics came it in. It just leveled you know? out. Genetics Thank, great. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> so, what was it like playing college football? It was great, man. The discipline, uh, obviously. Yeah, you know, um, every time I think about it, I felt like I have so much more to offer to younger athletes now. You know. Um, you Me being a younger athlete, by the way. Yeah. That's kind of why we, we train. What's I, the age difference here? Oh, is this well, five years? Four I years? mean, you know, I'm still in my no, he's 27. In my 20s, hey, he's 27. You know, I, you know, that's I be, how I like to keep it. I, unfortunately, am uh, 31. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, but there's uh, just so much more to offer nowadays with a lot of different uh, explosive work and philosophies of training to help out other uh, college athletes. So that's another reason why I came back into the sports arena to show them they could be so much more. And I just wish I had that type of coaching and the people to kind of inspire you to be better. Uh, but other than that, college was great. I was a linebacker, and then I turned into a running back, went into the NFL free agency. And then after a while, to kind of get to the best point that I could be, I wanted to try something different, so I tried CrossFit. And as soon as I tried CrossFit, I fell in love with it. Uh, functional fitness has been great. And ever since, you know, as soon as I found out you can compete in this stuff, I was like, I'm all in, bro. I'm all in. Let's do it. Is that how you two met? Just uh, training together or was it through? Honestly, so like I obviously uh, in the CrossFit world, actually pretty small, right? Uh, so I've, I heard I heard of Kavika and I had no idea he lived near me. <laughs> so I think I actually reached out to him because I just I found his gym and found him. I was like, hey, man. I'm looking for a training partner, uh, you're a badass. Um, I need some help. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, we, we began training, man, and, yeah, training's been going really well. Um, I'm trying to get on his level, obviously. But, you know, I'm trying to grow the beard out. It's not working. That's well. what you meant by getting on his level. Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. you guys are both pretty buff, okay? <laughs> like, you guys are talking about, like, you need help. We need help. Matt is, like, way buffer than me. <laughs> so much muscle, bro. Compete with that? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. Just, I don't know. I maybe. Maybe so. I'm just trying to get on his aerobic capacity level. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. But I tried to grow my beard out, um, and my beard is unfortunately very curly and doesn't look that good. 
So I ended up cutting it back to this length to where you really can't see the curls, and I think I just have to keep should, it at this you length. You should have kept it like a like a Greek god beard, just <laughs> spirals and just. You know totally what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. Out. You know, I I tried to grow it, and my wife was like, "You better cut that. Our baby boy is coming out. Like, you better cut that. I don't want that beard on his face." <laughs> so what about up top though? Like, can you still grow hair up top or? Uh, barely. So it's you know the genetics kicked in. We got. Uh, <laughs> you could if you wanted to. Yeah, if you Matt, wanted to, Matt kind of like can. it. You I just like right here. Just don't, you know. It's like shave every other day just to make sure it's bald all the way bald. I don't shave every day. I need to. My wife calls me lazy because I don't. <laughs> I, I, I I wait till it's like the weird this weird length, uh, and then I gotta go see a barber to just straight edge it. See, I was gonna say what my next look was gonna be. You know, you guys given you're like the Titan athletes. You probably have heard of this athlete, Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, he's, oh, he's, yeah. he's rocking like the mohawk, slicked back ponytail right yeah, now, he is. and yeah. it's just bald on the rest of the side. He was actually on Monday Night Raw the other night wearing like a giant flannel and a cowboy hat. I'm like, we're going with the cowboy hats when these guys come in. That's that manly stuff. I love Brock, man. Yeah. Always been a fan forever, bro. He's forever. the man. He's the man. You think you can keep up with his workout routine? I would love to try, honestly. I would uh, love I him just to great. throw me, just throw me around a little bit, buddy. Just throw me over the over the cage. Let's go. Show him some cool stuff. Step his game up as well. You know, <laughs> Who, who's someone that you guys would like legitimately think that you'd love to train with that would push you? Is uh, is, I mean, The Rock, of course. I would love to just train with him. I gotta meet him, but I would love to train with him. Like, let's go through a workout, bro. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, Iron Paradise. You got some. Uh, <laughs> Crazy work ethic. I freaking love it. Been a fan for him forever. Uh, but honestly, Money Mayweather, man. Oh, I, man. You know, I'm such a fan. Of, I've been a fan of Pacquiao my whole life. I call him my uncle. Uh, but Mayweather, <laughs> man, you got to give credit where credit is due. And he just works so hard. I would love to kind of train with him. And if you want to work as hard as Floyd Mather, you could always head on down to uh, Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, right I see there, right there. here. I see what you did there, Kavika. Yeah. I see what you did there. See, we got first form out of the way. We got That's Mayweather right. Boxing and Fitness out of the way. I do want to get in, because we were talking a little bit before before Kavika showed yeah. up yeah. about your story and everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, two-time survivor leukemia. Uh, you now have Cade in the picture. If we want to throw up a few pictures of his son, yeah. we got Cade Storm Cable. A little, the goat. He's there the he soon, is. You look exhausted. <laughs> newborn life. There it is, baby. So cute. Yeah, the goat. The, the, the goat, baby. God is good. That's what we call him. Stone is not a middle name I would have thought of either. Yeah, my, I think my, my wife actually thought of it. I was like, babe, that's awesome. Let's keep it. He sounds like an action figure already. That is too tough. Too <laughs> tough. He's just going to grow up being tough. With a widow's peak, too. So. <laughs> he has a widow's peak. I don't know if he's on that picture. He got some time. He got some time, though. <laughs> so, you know, we told the story about meeting your wife a little bit before we went on the air. Yeah. I kind of want you to reshare that story because it is inspiring what you both went through to get to the point where you guys are at now. Crazy, dude. I, honestly, I can't even believe the story. And I tell him, like, this really happened? What the heck? You know, when Matt told me the story, it was like, this should be a movie. <laughs> like, it's amazing, but, you know, go ahead, man. So, Love it, bro. All right. Lifetime. 2014, I was diagnosed with leukemia. Um, not knowing I had it, I was still, obviously, I was in the beginning of the stage of my uh, my uh, Air Force career. And I remember I was just working, working, and I'd uh, work out and work. That's, like, my life, right? Um, eventually, uh, about three months into feeling pretty pretty ill, pretty, flu, you know, flu-like symptoms, I, I went and got checked out. And the doctors, they thought it was nothing. They're like, here, take some Tylenol. You have like a neck infection. I was like, I don't know what that is. What is that? 
And so I, I went back to work. About a week later, I got strep throat. Um, and I, I thought it was really odd that um, I was still very, very sick. I was getting just sicker. I'm like, this is not, some, something's wrong. So the, the, the last, last time I went to the hospital, they finally uh, drew some blood. And after they drew some blood, they found out my, I had uh, what's called AML leukemia. Um, and that's acute myeloid leukemia, and that's uh, my bone marrow. Uh, so that was pretty, pretty crazy news. 2014, I was uh, 23 years old, um, and I had no idea even what, honestly what leukemia was. I was like, cancer? I was like, what is that? So I have no idea what that is. What is that? Um, but obviously it's very serious. Uh, and we started chemotherapy immediately. Uh, about a week into my chemotherapy, uh, I got uh, some sort of infection, and so what chemotherapy does, obviously, is uh, it kills off your entire immune system, so it can kill off your leukemia. And so I had no immune system fighting off any, any, anything, infection or nothing, so um, I went into complete organ failure, uh, and I was in the ICU for two weeks, and uh, in a coma for about six days. And after I woke up, I had lost about it was roughly 60 pounds in about 18 days. Damn. And um, it was insane. I couldn't believe I was even alive. I was like, I, lo I looked at myself, looked at pictures, and I just couldn't believe I was alive. It was very, uh, it was like traumatic, you want to call it that. Um, just seeing pictures of me and just my how skinny and frail I was. Uh, it was pretty insane. But um, I had a fire burning inside, man. After that, I was like, man, life is so short. Uh, I just, I got to, I got to get up and I got to, not necessarily like look in the mirror and feel sorry for myself, but look in the mirror and just know that it'll all come back. Uh, and so I started uh, training and grinding every day. Um, it was funny, actually. I, um, my goal was always play like professional football of some sort. And about uh, like a month or two after I woke up, I got a call from a coach saying that he, has a, he wanted me to come play on his team uh, in an arena, arena football game. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll be ready. I had like six months to train. Uh, for this one game, uh, just kind of see where I was at, you know. Um, and so I just got up. I just every day I would just get up and train, train hard, and uh, just grind away. Um, and in about four months, I put on, you know, almost. I think I, I dropped from like 220 down to 160 after my, mm. after after I woke up, and uh, I ended up my game weight was about 210 ish. So I almost got got it back. Um, Inspiration, bro. <laughs> now, does and, it come back differently, though? Because uh, I've heard, like, when you, if you're just even working out like that and you drop that much weight and put it back on, it's almost like a different muscle. So I'm very happy for muscle memory. Yeah. Uh, I was able to come back pretty quick just because of muscle memory. But, I um, mean, it does come back different because you train different. Uh, when, you, when you train those muscles differently, just everything will come back different. Uh, but, I mean, I came back and I felt good. Uh, I performed really well. Um, and I played that night, and uh, man, uh, it was like my first just oh first time ever competing again. Kind of uh, after that game, I just I remember my dad had to he had to carry me to the bathroom. I was so beat up. My my muscles just were so sore. Just it wasn't used to that anymore. You know, it was my first time coming back. Just just going as hard as I can, 100 uh, percent, leaving it all out there, and my body just couldn't handle it. So after that game, I actually I hung on my cleats for good. Um, and uh, it was cool, though. I got to play an arena, arena football game. It was really cool. But uh, after that, I kind of just changed my goals and my mindset. I didn't know what kind of what I, what I really wanted to do. I, I know I got really kind of bored of just picking up heavy weight and putting it down. So I kind of, 2015, 2016, I switched over to CrossFit. Um, 
And I remember I knew I knew it was going to be really hard to just transition over, you know, because biggest thing for CrossFit competing is uh, form and technique. And I knew my my uh, Olympic lifts were the technique was trash. I had the I had the strength to pick it up right, but it just did not look good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, over the next couple of years, I really focused on uh, uh, form and technique, and obviously the uh, your endurance the endurance portion of that. Um, and then 2018. I got a call um, about, a, about a TV show called The Titan Games with The Rock. Um, and I thought it was just the coolest thing. And I just I wanted to get my story out there on just um, uh, how I overcame everything, um, you know, that, that adversity I overcame. And so when they called me, I guess so I, I actually had a buddy actually send me the link. He's like, hey, this is, this is really cool. This is a, a Titan Games with, with The Rock. I think the, the, big, the coolest thing was to see was like The Rock. This is a Rock TV show. Cool. It'd be cool to get on, right? So I threw an application. Had, I, did, had, I didn't think anything of it, man. I threw an application, and um, I threw in like a little video. Like a video. It was actually a pretty cool video um, from a buddy back home in, in Montana. Um, he does great work. Uh, but, yeah, he did a video with me, and I got a call like two weeks later from NBC, and they're like, hey, we love you. <laughs> we love you, and we want you to come on our show. I was like, oh my god, what? <laughs> I was awesome. like, mind blown. I was like, this is crazy. This is insane. So instant high right there, you know? And um, so when I, when I, when I flew to um, LA uh, for uh, the combine that they had, um, I was like on cloud nine. And I remember I trained so hard uh, just for like, you know, to Look, look as best I could to, to perform as best I could, and um, two months after uh, the combine, they kind of leave you hanging, right? You have no idea. You're like, I don't know what I'm. I don't know what's going on. I'm just kind of hanging out. Um, they, I got a call from the producers saying, "Congratulations, uh, you made the top 30 men." I was like, "Oh my god, what?" So again, I was like, "Cloud nine and uh, I just continued grinding, training, working, and grinding. Um, and in 2018, uh, I was on the Titan Games. And I competed, and the experience was absolutely amazing. I can't even explain it, honestly. Um, but one of the one of the moments I remember is after I competed and I won uh, one of my uh, competitions. Dwayne Johnson, I was standing standing backstage, backstage of everything, the arena and everything, and I had my cell phone in my hand, and I was just watching, like just amazed. Um, I wasn't taking picture or videos or anything because you can't really, you're not really supposed to because obviously they don't want you post anything, whatever. But I had it in my hand and um, <laughs> I, I don't know where I saw the, ro the rock walking over to me. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I had my phone in my hand. I was like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to shake his hand and have my phone in my hand. I just look like a douche. I don't know. So like he walked over to me and I like, I threw the phone behind me. <laughs> and he came over and he came and shook my hand. And his hand is just huge. That's one of the things I was like, your hand is ginormous, man. <laughs> this is crazy. One of my idols growing up, he's come over, shake my hand. He's like, he's like, you you killed it out there, brother. I'm like, he will. Now he called me brother. I'm like, what? <laughs> I shook his hand, called my brother. I'm like, wow. Like this is incredible. So that was one of the, that was one of the rarest moments I couldn't even imagine having in my life. But uh, uh, shortly after the Titan Games, uh, I knew I was deploying overseas, and so I just. I took like two weeks to myself. I went and trained in California, hung out with family, just trained um, to get ready for whatever was next, you know, not knowing, you, you, you don't know, you know, what opportunities can, can come. And so it was training, training, training. Uh, and then I uh, deployed overseas. And I remember 
boots on the ground, man. Um, and I just I felt like garbage just immediately. It was the craziest thing. Don't know what it was, but uh, I started training and working. And with my job over there, security forces, I uh, I worked like 15-hour shifts, right? And then you try to train when you can and sleep when you can, right? Um, so I was getting maybe three hours of sleep a day. Uh, just you have to. It's not, there's nothing you do. You, there's nothing you do because you, you work so hard. And then you uh, I, before I go to bed, I went and trained for a couple hours and then went to bed a couple hours, get up, do it all over, all over again. So my body started feeling like garbage and uh, not knowing what it was. I uh, I had little little things that kind of were like, this is weird. This is weird. This is weird because the air quality was so bad over there that I was like, man, my gum started swelling up. I was like, why is it swelling up? Is it the water? What's going on? Chemicals? What's going on? I was getting tired and um, exhausted out of nowhere. I'm like, man, why am I so tired? Why am I so sore when I'm training? Just kind of weird stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Some stuff started to click and click. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I think my cancer is coming to come back. So I was pretty blessed that we had an oncologist over there who was a civilian oncologist, but he was a military uh, uh, medical. Um, and he was there on deployment, too, through the, through the Air National Guard. And he drew blood and immediately found out that uh, my leukemia had returned. Uh, it was like 85% leukemic cells. And he's like, you need to be out of here yesterday. <laughs> and so I was like, wow, this is insane. And, you know, one of the most craziest parts about the story is that uh, my, after my, my television uh, episode aired, um, Ensley, my wife, she, we, had, we weren't talking at the time. Uh, she was going through her breast cancer um, recovery. She was going through a double vasectomy. And out of nowhere, you know, her mom was like, hey, let's watch The Rock's new TV show, uh, The Titan Games. And she's like, okay, that sounds cool, right? So she's like two days into recovery. She sees, she sees me. She sees my story. And this is kind of funny. Uh, turn on the television show, sees me, and, my, and they start telling my story, right? But before they, they say I had cancer or anything, she's like, God, he looks like a douche. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a douche. Look at this stuck-up guy, douche. Um, and uh, then it goes on, and it's like, oh, he just overcame leukemia. And she's like, oh, my God. Like She's like, that's my husband. She told, she told her mom that. And uh, so I remember that night, you know, I had posted a photo. I was deployed. She had no idea. I was, de I was deployed. No one knew I was deployed. Um, but I was deployed, and so she, I posted a pic, you know, you know, saying thank you, blah, blah. And she commented, and she gave, like, a prayer face, heart, you know, whatever. And uh, I look through my comments, and I'm like, oh, who's this, who's, who's this girl? She looks, she looks nice. <laughs> um, I, I go to her bio, and I'm like, oh, Miss Florida, oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, my gosh, cancer survivor, what? So I, uh, yeah, I had to slide in her, uh, her DMs. Naturally. <laughs> and naturally. Yeah. And, uh, and just, you know, tell her how awesome she is and, you know, keep fighting. Um, and just, you know, she, in my head, I'm like, oh, she's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. So... She couldn't believe that I was, I wrote her, her mom, she was like, mom, he just wrote me, oh my gosh. And uh, so yeah, we started talking and I was deployed, you know, for like what, three months, we're talking on and off, man. And deployment's hard and uh, uh, long distance is hard. So obviously we weren't dating, we were just talking at this time, but like uh, knowing that I have, you know, six, seven more months deployed, like who knows what would happen, you know, cause it's such a long time, such a long you know, time difference and uh, stuff happens. Um, and obviously we wanted to see each other, but we couldn't make that happen because I was deployed overseas. And so it was hard, but out of nowhere, you know, my cancer relapsed and it was heartbreaking, but then I was able to get med evac back to the States. And so I got med evac back to Walter Reed in Baltimore, Maryland uh, at the Naval Hospital. And she flew from Florida, that's where she's from, uh, 
to see me in the hospital. So we met in the hospital. And uh, crazy um, just how we felt about each other and the sparks. And she never left my side after that, um, honestly. And she ended up, well, I moved here to Arizona because of the Mayo Clinic um, for treatment. And she flew from Florida. She moved here just pretty much to be with me. And she ended up being my caregiver. And she took care of me, made sure I didn't die during my bone marrow transplant that I had like a few, you know, a few months later. Straight, um, straight lifetime movie. It's <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, so yeah, she took care of me. She still does. She still takes care of me. Uh, we weren't supposed to be able to have a have a kid, and now I have a two month old, almost two month old kid, baby boy, Cade, Cade Stone. Um, how I met your mother. How I met your mother. There you go. That's a story for Cade. <laughs> I'll just make that clip later. You don't have to tell him. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and yeah, uh, life's been, life's been great. Um, uh, a newborn, new, new dad life has been great. Obviously it's exhausting. I don't know how you single mothers do it. I, I preach you all. I can't imagine leaving him home with her for longer than four hours. Just, it's, it's really, it's, it's insane. Uh, mother life. It's insane. I, oh my God. Whew. You guys are awesome. You guys are you guys are like legit, real superheroes. He's itching so. to get out of here right now. He's like, no, I forget it. I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> I go. Kate, Kate's screaming in her ear right now. Oh my god! <laughs> you can hear in the back of your head just the ringing. Oh, I, yeah, I can hear him. I can hear him screaming right now. Whew. But no, yeah, that's a little bit about my about my story. I mean, it's an unbelievable story. I mean, that's the second time you've told it to me today already, and still goosebumps. <laughs> so it's unbelievable. It's like it was meant to be. Like, I know. That's I, one of those like pre-scripted destiny. Things I still can't that believe that, that that's my story. I'm like, man, and, and honestly, for me, I feel like it's just beginning. I feel like, uh, you know, it's just to be continued. Like, I got, I got lots of stuff ahead of me still. You know, you don't, you're, you don't, you have no idea. You just kind of wait for opportunity. You just kind of wait and train and grind away for the next opportunity. And that's what I do. You know, even if I don't have like a goal set right now. Um, I make sure my body and everything is just ready to go for, um, you know, the next opportunity. Obviously, uh, sorry, I don't want to take up like his time. I just, um, yeah, what's your story? I know. Top of that. But like, no, so like, I got a nice story too. Yeah. You know, he does. He does got a story, but like, like I still go through, um, like GVHD. I still, I still, I still, like the graph versus host disease. So like, I still go through a bunch of stuff trying to uh, overcome all that um, with like medication. So I'm on a bunch of medication and stuff, but like, like I said, like, and like Kavik and I, we, like, we talk about it all the time, just like, like, cause obviously like I train with him. He's, you know, he, I see him as he's like my, as my coach. And so we like, we train hard together and he knows like medication I'm on. He knows like what I, what I go through every morning trying to, with the medication and whatnot, just to be able to train and compete and grind with him. Um, but yeah, he's also got a pretty gnarly story, man. And uh, Definitely something that I mean, will motivate you. For what you guys do, just like training-wise, you have to have the discipline. You obviously have developed a mindset to mm-hmm. be disciplined and motivated to do what to. you're doing because it's unbelievable. Like if you you gotta check out these guys on social media, the clips, <laughs> just the clips I've seen of you guys, your your training regimens and the workouts <laughs> that you guys do. Thank you, sir. Just unheard yeah, of. Thanks, sir. Appreciate no, that. Not, not everybody, like literally 99% of people, can't do what you guys do. Hey man, it takes a it takes um, a long time, uh, but you gotta just just start. Like people are, you know, it's scary to be honest with you. I was scared. You just gotta just start, and you gotta just be consistent with it. And over time, you will get muscle ups. You will get the endurance. You will get all the gymnastics, all the Olympic lifts. You will get them. It's just consistency. Yeah, the main thing that I tell my athletes and my gym, uh, we're a family owned and operated gym, so 
you know, uh, my partner is my sister. My sister is also my coach as well. So I give her a shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife is always behind the scenes helping me out as well. You know, just family owned and operated. Um, our mantra for CrossFit Golden Titan is faith, focus, hard work. And not many people know how I came about that. Uh, but I had a double elbow replacement and multiple times the doctors said, you know, you'll never be back. You'll never compete ever again. You know, your arm is going to be messed up for the rest of your life. And I kind of took it as a challenge. And I know that God always has a plan. So as much as you want to do what you want to do, you still have to have faith that you'll be able to achieve it. But there's so many different things going on in your everyday life, so many different obstacles. So you got to stay focused. And on top of that, faith alone isn't going to get you to where you want to be. You still got to work hard. So what I was doing, I was, I was going through like a depressing mode. I never told anybody, but absolutely depressed because I, I had this elbow su- uh, surgery replacement. I came back working hard as ever, hard as ever. And they were like, hey, um, we messed up. And I was like, I could tell you guys messed up. And then I had to go back in, man. And it was just so strenuous and like on the mental that I had to create this mantra to keep me going. So literally, I'll take a shower, look at myself in the mirror, I would write on the mirror, faith, focus, hard work, five times. And I would just keep repeating it five times. And it helped me kind of get through those uh, positions. And so when I knew that it was helping me kind of get back to uh, being mentally tough, I implemented it at the gym. And I told him exactly, how, how it came about. I didn't actually tell him, you know, I was depressed or anything like that, but I'm like, hey, this is, this is what it is. Faith, focus, hard work. So ever since, it's been our mantra. Before we work out, we have all the members write it down before the workouts so they know no matter what, just work hard. Uh, if today's not your best day, that's okay. You know, just do your best, and then we'll come back the next day after that. Uh, but, yeah, that's our mantra for Golden Titan. And uh, we're going to keep on doing it. Listen, listen, he, he just threw up last week a 275 split snatch for three. And listen, I have, I have two good arms and I can't do that right now. Like, legit. Like, I saw you, that. I was you, like, sir. this fucking guy, he, he is straight beast mode. That's, that's unheard of, especially with, uh, with his, um, his, his elbow. Like, he can't full extend, so he, he, does, what he does what he can. He does what he can. And he just throws out this massive weight. You're just like so impressed. He was like, I'm just sitting there in awe, man. Yeah, you gotta just, yep. You, you gotta, you gotta just live. You gotta just. It's his new normal, you know. Just like I have my new normal, and we have our new normals, and we just gotta work around it, you know. I throw up two forty-five plates when I do chest press. That's and I've good, been on that for hey, about brother. six years. That's all right, bro. That's Dude, right. that is not even bad. Yeah. I'm like still struggling trying to get my bench back <laughs> for the elbow surgery. I can only so imagine. That's pretty good, man. I can only imagine. That's got to be a ton of pressure. Yeah, it sucks, but you know, always got to work around it. Whatever you have an injury, anything like that, you can work around it to build yourself up. Uh, I kind of look at some of these issues as uh, a way to kind of help everyone else. If I can get through it, I can help someone else in the same situation. Uh, prior to that, I had a, uh, that injury, and we had um, uh, amputee, arm amputee, come in after. So all of my training method uh, methodology uh, for my injury was able to translate and transfer onto him and get him back. And 
you know, he started competing around the world in the Spartan races and in CrossFit. Uh, some of the doctors said he'll never be able to get some of the uh, muscles working. Uh, but through the things that I've accomplished, we're able to do that. You know, so uh, I really believe that God puts you in situations where you're going to be able to help other people down the road. So, you know, take it on. Yeah, take you know, uh, to piggyback off that, um, that's why we chose the, cl the clothing brand that we we uh, support and, and we're athletes for, and that's uh, NFQ, which stands for Never Fucking Quit. Um, I, I like I wear their clothes, their gear every day. I'm wearing their socks right now and their shorts. Uh, I got a wristband right here that says "Work fucking harder." Uh, a different breed, you know, because that's that's how I feel. We are, you know, we're a different breed, man. We, we we've been through, and we don't stop, we don't quit, we never quit, and we just we keep grinding, chasing our goals, man. Do what we can in this life, you know. I mean, with that being said, though, I can't imagine you guys just train with just anyone. It's, it's you guys probably be more selective with who you train with. They you gotta know, have um, to drive. You know, sometimes uh, we kind of look for people that are pushing themselves that way, but even and, um, you know, I've been training by myself for a very long time uh, before Matt kind of came into the gym. And so it was a, a mental struggle to try to push yourself and find out different ways, you know, imagine that someone else is right next to you pushing you. Uh, but nowadays, uh, with the clientele and the athletes and the members we have, I'm able to kind of jump in the class, even though everything's at your own pace, you know, I'm still kind of, I feel like I'm competing against them, even though I'm not. Uh, so I still get pretty competitive if I'm around beginners, uh, but we make sure that it's an environment that they can grow in as well. Uh, so we have a very, very different environment than any other CrossFit gym or right. functional fitness gym. Uh, we're all about encouraging each other, and we're literally like a family. Everyone loves it. Everyone knows each other, and that's just how we do things. How do you figure out which exercises work? Because what you guys do, it's not on a normal plan it's not on a normal diet you see online right because after a while your muscles become used to what you're doing and you got to mix it up in order to grow more you know yeah. you're going to reach that plateau <clears throat> how do you guys determine CrossFit. new stuff everything is every day is different honestly it, it's really hard uh you know they train your weakness the saying is you know you train your weaknesses to lay your strength uh that's a lot of training man because yeah. man if you like you can't stop working out one muscle group because obviously you'll, you'll it'll decline you know so you're trying to like get your, your squat up as as well as your your uh, like your um, your jerk or your, your shoulder overhead, you're trying to get all that up, and then you're also trying to get your work capacity up. So you legit cannot stop working just one muscle group. So each day you're doing you know you're working a specific group, and you just continue, and you you just you don't stop working out one muscle group. Yeah, our uh, programming is very different than any other CrossFit gym. Uh, we were our, currently our uh, USPA, United States uh, Powerlifting Associate Affiliate, uh, and I had a mentor that uh, passed away, uh, and he basically showed me the ropes. Yeah. And uh, I was able to take my philosophy, and he agreed with it. We did a lot of research and everything that we do. It's good. It's a good one. Uh, so our, st our style of philosophy and training is, you know, we love lifting weights, but we don't shy away from conditioning mm -hmm. because a lot of the good of CrossFit is developing a lot of secondary muscles and kind of not shying away from the real tie-in muscles rather than just lifting the entire time. Mm -hmm. So we're more of a sports performance gym. Uh, we're huge into powerlifting because that's the fundamentals of everything. You know, if you deadlift something, you're going to be able to pick it up when you're walking down the street. Uh, so the fundamentals of powerlifting bench 
uh, squat and deadlift that translates into Olympic lifting as well and the clean and jerk, the snatch, mm -hmm. as well as a lot of CrossFit movements. Uh, so we've been uh, able to develop a philosophy technique to kind of get you really, really strong. And just how uh, CrossFit used to be, CrossFit used to be more of be ready for anything whenever you want to. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of shying away from that. Um, they're definitely more specific on aerobic capacity and stuff like that. Um, but our goal is, hey, if you want to do a Spartan race, you're ready right there. If you want to do a powerlifting meet the next week, boom, you're ready. If you want to do Olympic lifting meet there, CrossFit qualifier, you're ready. So we don't necessarily need to train and change it up too much. That's why we love CrossFit so much. we literally do everything. Yeah. You know? So I'm, I'm always ready for a powerlifting meet, but I'm ready right. to uh, qualify for the CrossFit Games or go through that process. And we got the... The CrossFit Open coming up, so we're excited about it as well. You know, um, last year was a good year uh, for me, and you know, it was not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it, was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad year for me either. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I was just coming back into it, man. After after my transplant, so I I still made it past the the qualifier round and whatnot, and and did, I did okay too. But Kavika, this, this guy over here, was a national champion. I'm talking to you about that. You know, um, <laughs> you know, represent for the Filipinos. Uh, national champ for the Philippines uh, this past year. Uh, it's it's been good having a lot of support from uh, uh, all the family, uh, everyone out in the Philippines as well. Um, but this year, it's going to be a little bit different. You know, I'm going to keep pushing it, and I have a, a stronger drive for it. Uh, during this season, I'm still going to be uh, qualifying for uh, world champion uh, powerlifting championships. Uh, so I'm going to do that. Uh, at the same exact time, so it's a little bit different. But uh, what I love about it, man, is just the whole community getting together and doing this. And, you know, we've been born to do it. You know, We're, we, we don't quit. And the main thing with our gym is helping others understand that you don't have to quit either. You just need the right people to encourage you so you can build yourself up. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what we do. And even with Matt, um, you know, we've been through injuries, we've been through surgeries, we're coming back, and I, I keep trying to tell them, you know, we've been through a lot, so just have fun. You know, take the pressure off, do your best, let God do the rest, and just have fun, just go, you know, and uh, you might surprise yourself. What was the biggest difference going from powerlifting to, say, CrossFit? Like, the biggest difference, you know, I've asked multiple um, health and performance coaches this, like the biggest difference between bodybuilding and strength training. Well, I think... Uh, Every philosophy has their own place. And what we do is we put all the fitness disciplines as well as yoga. Yeah. Uh, we have about 25 to 30 minutes of yoga, dynamic yoga that we created uh, to prep us for the lifts. Uh, every day, we literally do it every single day. And we incorporate the isolation of bodybuilding as well as powerlifting. So that's kind of what I mean. Uh, we do things a little bit differently. Uh, but as far as prepping for a powerlifting meet, um, while you're doing CrossFit, it's kind of like you got to know your lifts. So in powerlifting meets, you have three lifts, three main lifts, unless you're going to break a state record, a world record, then you have an additional one. Uh, but while you're kind of uh, balancing the aerobic capacity, it's a possibility that your strength will go down. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to have kind of an idea of what your lifts are going to be if you're going to jump into a powerlifting meet. Um, that's the kind of only thing. Um, we're always ready for anything, but if there's a powerlifting meet coming up, I'd say probably a week or two before then, we got to know our numbers. 
Uh, so that's kind of like the only difference for us, at least. Yeah. A lot of other powerlifters are different. They that's all they do. They yeah. train that every single yep. day. But I like a challenge, so that's why I love the fun functional fitness stuff. It's always different, you know. Uh, we program a really good, extensive um, type of strength training uh, with some of the powerlifting and Olympic lifting. But when it comes to CrossFit um, workouts, I like to keep it different. Different, like every single day. I don't want to repeat the workout. I don't want anything kind of the same. I want it different so it can challenge me in a totally different way. So you're always ready for anything. I mean, it must be just tough, you know, adapting back and forth with these different styles, too. Because you look at the training side of it, but at the same time, you got to take care of your body with the right diet, the right supplements. Absolutely. And First Form has Shout been out helping First us form, baby. They have. so much, man. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what I'll do without Andy, Sal, uh, Nick, and Cody uh, having our back, hooking us up with these supplements to recover. Um, you know, that was part of my thing when I was uh, training really hard and pushing myself. I wasn't recovering right. Mm -hmm. And uh, when Andy reached out to me, uh, Cody and Nick, we've been able to kind of come up. They've been able to uh, uh, basically take me to school on some of this um, uh, nutrition. Even though I've, I've gone to school for nutrition and strength conditioning, um, they've really helped me a lot. And um, honestly, I, I love the First Form products. They're great. And I'm really you know, particular in what I take. And I, I love the clean energy, the, the rebuilding of your muscles, having a hard workout, maybe two a days or three a days, and then the next day you're feeling great because of what you took. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for them kind of bringing me on board, me and Matt. And they've been great, man. Honestly, like a family. Great coaches, great mentors. I Shout out to Nick. He'll be here next month, the uh, bachelor party. Woo! Going down. That was a secret. That was a secret. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. But, yeah, man, they've been great. They, uh, like, literally, you can call them, text them any time of the day, and they're there. Basically family. And your favorite flavor was, of course, Root oh, Beer Float. Root Beer Float, baby. Lucky Charms, I've also Formula heard it's one, great. Lucky Charm, oh, yeah. Uh, and then Cinnamon Toast Crunch, those are my what three, three go-tos. You know, I just started taking that Root Beer Float stuff, and I was like, you know what? I can kind of cheat by taking this and putting a scoop of ice cream in it. I was yeah. like, this is amazing, bro. <laughs> uh, but they had, you know, I'm like... Uh, Love a, that ice cream, a, of course. A pumpkin spice fan, too, so I'm usually taking some of that. Um, there's uh, orange creamsicle, man. Like, literally every single flavor is, like, stuff you can sit on the porch and just sit. Like, it's I just I don't. Great, I, I put it down after my workout. I get that in my body as soon as possible because my body is always so sore after I work out, so I need that stuff to help me recover faster. Do you guys look at that stuff, like whether it be Formula One or any like protein shake, as a meal replacement, or is it just like just another source of protein, but you still got to eat the meals? Because a lot of people say that meals before anything, like you can't use you know the liquid to substitute out. Yeah, the actual... you, you definitely want real food, but uh, when you're an entrepreneur or you're busy like every day, like I don't just look at it myself, but everybody is busy, mm -hmm. so that's when you can kind of use it as a um, meal replacement. Some yeah. Sometimes. Level uh, one, baby. Level yeah, one. I wouldn't just recommend just taking protein shakes without actually eating food uh, because you're going to need all those micronutrients from actual food to yeah. kind of help so it's you like recover. A, it's and called a meal, meal replacement for a reason. It right. replaces your meal until you get a meal in your, in your body. Basically, that's kind of as simple as you can kind of keep it. Mm, interesting. You know, you hear something different from everybody. You know, some people are for that. Some people are against it. Everybody's got a different body, too. So it's like you never yeah. really know Honestly, who to listen to. Yeah, I mean, 
different sports too, man. Like yeah. if you think if you're a bodybuilder, you're not gonna do stuff that CrossFitters do, you know, and then vice versa. You just you can't. It it really just depends on your activity level. Mm-hmm. You just gotta know how to take some of the stuff. Yeah. And like but if you're thinking about taking it, that's when you can kind of reach out to us, me or Matt, or anybody from First Form. And we're really knowledgeable in all the products and mm-hmm. how to take it. Uh, so, you know, we're always free. We're always open, willing to talk to anybody. Uh, but as long as you know how to take this stuff, you're going to be great at whatever sport you do, whatever lifting you do. Uh, it's just not just lifting weights. It's literally every sport. Were you guys quick to learn this stuff, or did you make a lot of mistakes growing up trying to get into Oh, man. No, you no, you, you make a lot of mistakes. Man. Oh, of course. I know like, high school, I honestly started working learning. out pretty hard freshman year. Um, you know, you have no idea what you're doing. You're just like, oh, let's go like lift. Let's do some chest. I don't yeah. know, whatever. Let's do this movement. This this movement should work, right? And over time, I, I remember my uh, sophomore year, I was the strongest in my high school, and that was just because I had a I had a great great um, strength and conditioning coach, uh, Coach Comac. He was also my wrestling coach, awesome mentor growing up as well. Um, I'll give a little shout out to him. But uh, no, I uh, I, ha- I was lucky to have him and uh, all the help in my trying to work my form and technique, even as a sophomore in high school, was still, it was not good. But, um, no, I, I actually, I held a record in my high school in Great Falls, Montana. Uh, I was able to, I was the strongest kid in my high school as a sophomore, and then obviously that transitioned, or, you know, up and up until I was, you know, senior and I was breaking uh, state records. But, yeah. um, no, man, it takes a long time just to learn. Like, my technique is still not that good for, for, in, for my standard, obviously. You know, that's, that's why I, I put so much emphasis on uh, helping some of the younger generation because growing up I had terrible experience with coaches. Yep. My coaches like did not want to help me or see me succeed in anything that I did, <laughs> uh, which is, is pretty interesting uh, growing up and you kind of learn uh, what you need to do to help out the younger generation. Uh, but having mentors are huge. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't have a mentor, if you don't have a counselor to kind of help you, even with school and, you know, advancing in school, it's the same thing when it comes to fitness or sports. If no one shows you how to do it, you're not going to be able to do it. And, you know, growing up in the projects and stuff like that, you know, that's that's the, that's the reason why we try to give back because we've all been through situations where our coaches were not trying to help us. So... Now that the roles are reverse, we're going to help these kids. We're going to help them as much as I can. Uh, you know, what's cool about First Form is they've been uh, donating funds uh, for scholarships to Golden Titan for some of these kids. So they've been huge in support. It's, it's been great, man. We love them. And we just try to encourage and help as many people as, pros- as possible. And why do you think that people didn't want you to succeed growing up it's it's the knowledge so uh even in high school you'll see high school coaches that did not necessarily make it to the next level right uh didn't make it to college didn't make to make it to the pros i'm not knocking on these people but if you don't have the experience yeah experience how are how are you going to help these people nope uh just like in crossfit or any other coach if you don't have the experience on how to mentally prepare someone through sports psychology as well as program for them. If you cannot relate to them or help them, how are you going to do it? You can't. Like uh, that's above your pay grade. You're you're not there yet. So as long as you have great mentors, people are that season, and everything that they're doing, you know, that's those are the best guys. And we try to make sure that we're open and free to as many people as possible. I mean, there's a lot of people out there, but. If you hit me up on Instagram or anything, literally, I will respond to you. I'll tell you what you can do. 
Uh, there's been individuals that are about to get an elbow replacement, and I'm you know, encouraging them, letting them know that they can come back from it, uh, even though my doctor said I could not come back from it. Um, you know, I told them I'll help them with their rehab, strength rehab, and stuff like that. So it's just you have to be kind. you got to encourage. Uh, other than that, you're just, if you don't, you're just a jerk, and you're, you're wasting your platform, you know. Try to help as many people as possible, and Matt is the same way. So, you know, that's just how we do things. I mean, with both of your stories, you easily could have went one way and just been both disgruntled, been like, oh, my yeah. doctor says I can't come back. It's over. My dream's over. Yeah. You know, with you with leukemia, like, you could have easily just, you know, folded it up and, like, that's it. Like, could've, I can't do it. But, like, man. fight for your dreams, and your dreams will fight yeah. for you. Just got to, uh, man, I don't know, just look in the mirror and just, just keep, keep chasing what you love, you know. Um, and to kind of piggyback off what Kavika said, we, you also, when you're younger, you don't know what these kids, you know, like their living situations, you know, are. Like, do they have, you know, a dad there, a father figure as a mentor, you know? You have like a, like a full-time mom just working and, you know, the kid not really having a, being guided. So like being as a coach, you know, and a mentor, like, you got to remember where these kids come from and you got to just kind of be there for them. Maybe, maybe they have, you know, dreams and big goals. Uh, for their sport career or whatever like they want to be early full player, but they just they don't have somebody there to help them even in like at their home um, But the, so I'd say the most important thing through anything like this is always lead by example mm -hmm. uh, When I was in high school We had coaches telling us to run do this conditioning run across the field do gassers and they wouldn't do it Yeah, and I'm like, how is that gonna encourage me? To yeah. run across the field and do these yeah. gassers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even with uh, some of the younger kids, the youth, the football kids, uh, the college kids, any anybody like that, when we're training and we're putting them through some of these, even in the professional athletes, we'll I'll give them some time to kind of build up uh, their progress. But as soon as they're at the point that needs to be pushed, I will jump in and do the workouts with them to push them that way. So I want to I want them to know their coach is doing what they're doing lead by example, and they're going to work hard. I mean, that's that's how you do it. And uh, I, I love seeing coaches that do that uh, because it means so much to me, and I wish, I wish I had that uh, when I was younger. Same. Yeah, same, man. I'd, I, I'm not going to lie. Growing up, I was in high school. I was, I was lazy. So, I mean, legit, I, I was lazy. I, I got to where I got, you know, just because I was – Kind of talented, strong, um, but I had, didn't have work ethic. You know, I wish I had. I wish I had somebody there just to tell me and, and work with me. You know, and teach me about work ethic. Man. I don't fucking know. Even in college, dude, it was like no, no coaches leading by example. Like it was, it was rough. So even when I was trying to find out how to pursue uh, the NFL and everything like that, it was kind of like I had no mentors. I had no one to guide me. So. All of my players right now, even the college players, getting ready for uh, some of these pro days and stuff. I'm, I'm there with them, bro. I'm like, hey, these are the steps. You know, get yourself an agent. Do this. We'll help your social media. Show them how hard you've been working. You know, th this is what we do. Don't be shy. This is what we do. <laughs> so a little, the philosophy is just different, man. But uh, you got to be understanding. But in order to do that, you got to be you got to be someone that's been through some stuff, you know. And that's hard yeah. to find, especially with, like, little kids playing sports. Yeah. Like you said, like, 
I was fortunate enough to have learned from former Major League Baseball players growing up playing club baseball and yeah, high school awesome. baseball, right? So it's like I knew, like, these guys know what they're talking about, yeah. as opposed to, like, our dads in Little League coaching yeah. us. It's like, I, like you're not going <laughs> to listen to you, yeah. right? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to help guide Cade, my little boy. So yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy about that because I've seen a lot of parents, uh, even people that I know, um, when it comes to their kids, uh, not necessarily leading by example, and I'm so thankful to have my dad always there. And my dad was like a power lifter, strongest mofo ever, dude. And I remember just watching him lift as I was a kid, and I would want to lift so much, but he would say no. And so when it was my turn to lift, man, as soon as I got into high school, breaking records. You know, I was just motivated, but that's because my dad was there. And, you know, shout He's out. also the nicest freaking guy. You could shout ever. out to the pops. And He's also the nicest dude you could ever imagine. Like, yeah. legit, he's so... Freaking oh, sweet. so kind, led by Dude, example. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. But that's the coolest thing, you know. When I talk about powerlifters or a strongman, because I used to do strongman as well. My sister was just talking about this. We we're just talking about it. The the strongest, most intimidating guys are the nicest guys. So if you're ever at a competition or anything like that, just remember the the craziest looking angry guys are the nicest guys. No joke. You want because, this funny? I I go to the gym right, and I probably have the my face is not nice okay people don't like to come up to me and i'm like the <laughs> nicest dudes i swear to god but like i don't know i, I get in the zone and my face is just like fucking you have to me. Be. and i'm just like and then like they, like somebody will like you know get the, get the courage to come up and talk to me and they're just like i'm really glad i came up and talk to you man i i just i can't help it i'm just like i'm so in the zone you know and it's just like my face is just when you guys are putting up the way you're putting up you have to be like demonized a little <laughs> bit right yeah yeah you just hear this guy like, what do you gym, guys man. think about when you're lifting obviously the goal in mind is to not just like get a great pump in but if you have like an exact weight you're trying to hit exact thing that you're trying to train for what goes like, what through you guys, my head are you guys is... listening to like slipknot are you guys <laughs> Honestly, sometimes I do go through the angry stage where I'm like, all right, this is this is some death metal. I'm going to listen to this while I squat this friggin' weight because I know in my head this is going to hurt, okay? This is going to hurt. I'm not going to feel good, so you better just, just do it and just stand it up and just rack it after you're done. Um, just know that it's going to hurt. Just fucking do it, you know? So, you know, I, I grew up with anger issues, but Yeah, he's nowadays, this guy lifting. Don't like, let him steer I, you in the wrong I direction. I know how to channel it. And what's cool about that is uh, with some of the football players, I can tell them how to turn it on, how to turn it off when you're on the field, which is huge. And we do the same thing when we lift. So turn it on, turn on the aggression. Not necessarily blind rage, because if you lift in blind rage, you can get hurt. Uh, so you're still thinking, but it has, a, it has a lot to do with our breathing technique and a lot of different stuff that we patented and, uh, you know, my mentor kind of helped, helped me out with. Uh, so the style of lifting we do is you're always vocal and you're always getting air. Air is your best friend. Definitely helps. Uh, so very different than other power lifters that hold their breath when they lift. Uh, we're very vocal, mm. uh, but it's a controlled strength. So... Listen, he's vocal. Yeah. He's vocal. That's all I'm gonna say. I love it, man. Actually, go to yeah, go go watch some of his videos. You will you will hear how vocal he is. You know, some of these people like they'll be. I might just lifting. go stand in the lobby at the gym, <laughs> and watch from a yeah. distance. <laughs> some people get smacked in the face. Yeah, hype me up. Some people sniff, uh, you know, ammonia. Yeah. They get crazy. Salt. I just I'm yell not, yeah. and try to power up like. 
Goku, Dragon Ball Z, or something like that. He does. He powers know. up for sure. But uh, as far as <laughs> music up. goes, man, it could be any any music that gets you in rage mode. Yeah. So it could be rock. Listen, listen. He likes Waka crazy Flocka. rap. He puts on Waka Flocka a bunch when we turn left heavy. <laughs> Waka Flocka flame. Let's be, go. Anything, anything <laughs> that goes crazy. Yeah. yeah so so yeah. If y'all any of y'all see me at the gym, please don't. Hesitate to come say hi. I promise I'm a nice guy. I just have that face. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they follow you on social media? Just to get that out of the way, because it is important. And if you guys want to check out their content, it's unbelievable. Um, mine is my name, Matt Cable underscore. You'll find me. Um, it has, I'll have Titan Games uh, next to my name whatnot, so you'll be able to find me. You can find me on Instagram at Robo Hercules RX. <laughs> uh, also the gym. Golden Titan CF, and you can find us on Facebook. I'm Kavika Henderson. Twitter Kavika Henderson. Let's go. Uh, either way, if you search me, you're gonna find me. That's right. That's and, right. You know, I'm always internet. Free, internet. So. Matt Cable Titan Games. Let's go. Anytime. Hit me up. Hit me up. <laughs> Look at that gold. Oh my Crossfit gosh. Golden Titan. God, oh I my. Feel like I should have worn that shirt today. Dang. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, a lot of fun stuff to talk about today, and we did it in cowboy hats too. Oh man. Hey, Yellowstone. Let's get it. The last thing I want to ask you guys, though. Given the training regimens that you guys put up, you guys got to be very careful. You know, like one bad move, you could be out nine months with an oblique tear, hamstring. Got to warm up correctly. Anything, right? Yeah. What's what's kind of your kryptonite when it comes to a certain um, training, you know, whether it's like in hmm. sets, like certain training Mine style? Is what's your mobility. I train mobility heavily because, so post-transplant, um, I have developed what's called what's chronic GVHD, and that's graft-versus-host disease. That is, in short, it is where my old DNA is fighting my new DNA. And Ooh. so it attacks my muscles, attacks my joints, my ligaments. And so my ankles are very tight. My hips are very tight. My wrists, my wrists are very tight, which uh, if you're trying to compete in CrossFit, it makes it difficult to hold a front rack. Uh, so it's hold. like no matter how much he stretches... It'll always go back to being yeah, tight. Yeah, yep. But so scar it's tissue like day here. one over and over. Yep. So it's it, it's rough, but you know, like I said uh, at the beginning of the show, it's uh, you gotta you gotta deal with your new yeah. normal, um, and just it is what it is, you know. So him and I, we work on a lot. Um, I, I feel like my mobility is still good enough to be able to compete with the big dogs. Uh, I just gotta stay with it, man. Because if I don't, then it'll just get, keep getting tighter and tighter. And uh, we're working with new medication too to help. Uh, with that as well, and it seems to be helping a little bit. So we're just trying new medication, see if it works, and hopefully it does. And you know, hopefully, it just I don't know if it'll, it'll, it'll ever go away, but that's fine. You know, come to terms with that. Um, just keep staying mobile. Just keep working. Just keep you know work. Like I said, that's a weakness of mine now. Yeah. I gotta keep working on it till it's strength. So. So what's been my kryptonite is what used to be my strength. Any type of bench press or pressing motion that used to be my strength. And now they add the double elbow replacement. It's like any pressing motion is terrible. Uh, so I've been trying to work around it, do the things that I can do as far as lifting. But if it's anything else in the fitness game, uh, I'm still working on um, conditioning as far as uh, running long distances and swimming. So it's just like I'm, I'm, I'm from Hawaii, so we swam a lot. <laughs> 
And nowadays, it's like when I get into the water, I just sink, man. So, like, so cannot, funny competition. I just cannot swim. We will train swimming because we're like, oh god, in this competition coming up, we're gonna have swimming, and we're like, we're like, we like gotta go to the pool and just swim laps and laps and laps just to get back used to it. And we're I'm like, just in there. Don't die. Don't die. Just don't die. Yeah. You know, take the L, just don't <laughs> die though. <laughs> See, I used to live in Hawaii too, so I used to know how to swim too. And then I just packed all those muscle, and now I'm just like, just, I sink after 30 seconds. So, real, just no stamina in the pool. Man, it's, it's weird, man. It's, just, yeah, it's different, dude. You, know, you got to work it. It's been a little it. bit different, but it's just literally just sinkage. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like I'm the buffest guy ever, uh, but it does <laughs> play a role. Like, it, it has to because I literally, no matter what, my sister like coaches me up in swimming. She's like excellent in swimming. I just keep sinking, bro. Like, I'll have the stamina to kind of move, but I will be moving harder than usual because I keep sinking. <laughs> you know what? Me, I'm like, all right, form out the window. I'm doggy paddling this. Let's go. <laughs> just finish. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I could not imagine that. I mean, how many calories would you guys have to be putting on? Like, right now, it's probably a lot. How much, we, like, how much calories would we take? Yeah, because like, I've seen videos of, like, Michael Phelps after a meet. He's got to oh, put down, like, 6,000 calories yeah, in one yeah, sitting. crazy. Oh, yeah. No, you put in a lot. It depends on, on how hard you're training, though. Like, if you're training for the CrossFit Games, let's say, and you're training three, four hours, five hours a day, uh, you're putting down easily five to 6,000 calories. Easily. So, you got you to gotta refill your body. You got you to... Gotta, and on top of that, you got to recover. So... You have to put in all the calories, all the carbs, uh, all your fats. You got to put all that uh, just to recover. I kind of just base mine. Uh, I, I guesstimate probably about uh, 3,000 to 3,500 calories burnt, uh, depending on what I'm doing. But you know, it varies. So yeah, 3,000, uh, 3,500. Honestly, is probably what I'm at right now. But but I mean, it depends on what uh, you're training for. That's still a ton when you're eating lean, healthy foods. Yeah, because no, lean, man. healthy foods is not a lot of calories, yeah. and you got to. You know, in intervals, and on, maybe honestly, like every 90 minutes. We could minutes. be putting more down. Honestly, he would, should be putting more down probably, but he is all over the place. He, like, he's always doing something, man. Crazy. He's not training. He's always. working. So for him, it's hard for him to find time in the day to even eat. So like me, I'm able to like make five, six meals a day. You know, he probably, he has a, he tries. He tries, but he, I bet you he probably only gets three, three meals a day maybe. I don't maybe know. Am I wrong? Less. Less, yeah. Yeah. So that's why first form comes in handy as well. Um, <laughs> uh, he tries to do what, what he can. is your training, uh, training days kind of like? Back in the day, you know? <laughs> okay. honestly, through college, I got up. I'm, I was telling him before we went on, I'm probably like sitting at a buck 70 right now. Got up mm. to around 190 mm. lean muscle lean. through school. I had the time to actually have, I ordered nutrition solutions, which if anybody has, doesn't have the time to actually prep their meals, mm-hmm. that is one of the best nice. branded meal okay. uh, plans out Love there. Uh, but uh-huh. of course, you need the money for it too. Yeah. Yeah. But with that, with protein shakes, um, I think it was Redcon One. I used protein. Redcon, all right. You know, and oh, once yeah. you get into a rhythm and you actually become obsessed with it, and mm-hmm. you turn into that animal, you're able to actually right, put on the. The muscle. You gotta be obsessed if you want to be good at it. You know, you're tracking everything. You're tracking your calories. You're tracking trans fats. You're tracking, you know, uh, with me carbs. Would always eat carbs after a long workout. That's good. And man. it worked for me. You yeah. know, trying to put yeah. on weight. Hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. And I know you're busy, uh, especially with the show. So, anytime you need some additional help, you let me know, and we'll send you some first form stuff. I absolutely do want to get hooked up with some first Let's form get stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I want to try root beer float, and I want to try lucky charms. Yeah, I got it in my car yeah. right now. Everybody, everybody, come down. I got you. That. 
Where can we um, uh, vote for you, though? I do want to get that 5th District in surprise, right? Yeah, so right now is the process of getting the petition signatures uh, for District 5 in surprise. Uh, we have until, I believe, uh, mid-March uh, to get the signatures in, but you can also do it online. Uh, so I posted the link online at my Instagram, even my Facebook uh, it's kind of a long link, so I can't just spew it out right now. Uh, but if you're in the 5th District in Surprise, I would appreciate all of your help. Uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, last year, it was a little bit different because we had COVID. You couldn't get the signatures. So not just in our district, but all around the, the states, uh, there's people that had to run as write-ins, and we know... Uh, as a write-in, most likely you're not going to be elected. That's just, if your name is on the ballot, it's an easier choice. So I'm uh, asking for your help. If you can fill out the online form, very, very simple uh, for Kavika Henderson in District 5, surprise. I'd appreciate it. It'll help me get the name on the ballot. And I'll be coming up doing town hall meetings, uh, a lot of different things, uh, interviews for me, to kind of express what I want to see out of Surprise and the changes that I'm going to be bringing. Uh, I'm really excited to help the community. Uh, I've been out here for about 21, almost 22 years in Surprise, so I've seen it grow. And I'm excited to do so much more to help it grow, but also to keep the small town vibe. Uh, so I'm excited, you know? It's election season coming up, election 2022. 20, uh, let's go. Let's go, baby. <laughs> See, you didn't even talk about politics on this episode. That's how you know this is the guy to vote for. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling yeah. you. Know, you can talk about politics all day, but, you know, uh, I, what I like to do is make sure that uh, we meet good people. Uh, you can be solutionaries no matter what your background is. Um, get the job done, man. Create solutions and go from there. Well, you go, head on over that for Kavika Henderson, Matt Cable on the show today. I want to thank uh, DC Banks. We're introducing me to DC, you guys. DC, baby, DC. My dog, my dog. What's up, DC? You're going you're to hear this and watch this. What's up? He man? watches all the episodes. He's my biggest you, uh, fan. I know. He's killing out there, man. Comments on all the You seeing him jumping yeah. and stuff? His vertical? God, get out of here. His workouts <laughs> are on another level. Yeah, we train. Yeah, we, we he, he, I watch his workouts, and you know my ACL just tears on him. Yep. From watching <laughs> I know. American Ninja Warrior. Like, let's go. Like, all it takes is one slip. I'm like, you're dead. Yeah. You're dead. Is it worth it? I don't know how he does it. Dude, oh, man, he cracks me up, man. All his bloopers. It's awesome. I want to give him a shout out though, and of course you got Gold Titan. You got to check out the gym as well. Um, and Come first form, anytime, first anytime. form with NFQ, all of their NFQ, NFQ as well. Yeah, I mean, I got to look more at that man. apparel. We'll put up some of that no, apparel. Man, when we yeah, please do. Too. Their their stuff is awesome. It's never it's fucking stuff. quick, guys. That's right. That's uh, these oh. two are living and breathing examples of that. Uh, this was episode 483 of the podcast. Remember, we're sponsored by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale. Thanks for watching, guys. Hank, hit the lights, man. And come get your hat, too. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.